Day of the Beast audio game, Keeper's Diary number five. Hi everybody, uh, welcome back. This is the Keeper's Diary for the Day of the Beast audio game. Uh, if you are a player in the game and don't want to be spoiled, you should not listen to this podcast as it, would, it uh, contains a number of major spoilers. So, uh, the, where we left the investigators last time was them heading off to Egypt uh, in search of uh, Professor Galloway's expedition. Uh, we was able to finally get them to head to Egypt. Um, it was a little, I was curious as to how I was going to get them there, you know, just kind of, I, I kind of tried to focus a little bit more on the journey into, um, uh, into Romania. And so I wanted to, or Transylvania, and so I kind of wanted to be a little bit, you know, as realistic as I could be. I wasn't exactly sure where they would have picked up a boat to get uh, down to Egypt. But, I, you know, I just decided that I would um, just kind of play it by ear and not really obsess too much uh, with the details. Um, so they get to Cairo. They hire the guides. They completely miss the one clue uh, as they're leaving uh, as they're leaving Cairo. Um the camels were kind of a fun little aside, seeing who uh, managed to ride them or learned to ride them and who uh, didn't. The encounter with Katif was kind of an interesting one because, or excuse me, not Katif, but with um, uh, with the band, yeah, Kamal, the bandit Kamal, uh, because uh, I think I was able to get them really confused as to why Kamal was doing this. It seemed that he didn't attack, you know, his reputation is that he doesn't attack uh, Westerners; he only attacks Arabs. And then when I had them uh, had him shoot the guides, which I wasn't supposed to do, um, but I did anyway. Um, they were they, the players were really shocked and surprised. So I was I was I was glad of that reaction. I thought that was a very uh, good reaction. Uh, and once I realized that you know th that I needed them alive, uh, or at least one of them alive again, it wasn't too hard to just say, well, okay, you know, he only looked dead. The bullet grazed the skull, whatever, uh, and that he could uh, make it over to. Um, the camp. They're actually supposed to be pretty close to the camp anyway, so I didn't think that was too big a deal. Um, the stealing all the equipment is a nice, you know, it's an interesting plot device, but later it kind of becomes a bit of a pain because they have no weapons, really, so how can they fight off uh, the the Byakis that attack them later? Um, the well was pretty good. I, I was able to find a nice cliffhanger of them going in, being pushed into the pit. I took a little bit of liberty. Really, they probably really all, really all should have been pushed at the same time. The pit's not that deep that they would hear, you know, the next comrade, you know, each comrade falling and wailing and uh, and hearing all that. It would actually end pretty quickly. So, but it was a good plot device. It was a nice dramatic moment. So I left that in. I thought that was really uh, really good to have. They found the chamber just fine. They got out, and I was very impressed I, that, you know, the, the book seems to think, well, they'll just wander around, and you just start making the con rolls to see if they, uh, you know, if they have the stamina to survive. But when they suggested that, hey, maybe we can create a gate to it, it's like, well, the, the rules don't say you can't really do that, but you've got to know your coordinates. And wouldn't you know it, the professor makes the great roll, and so it's like, okay, fine, uh, you know, I have no problem uh, you know, I think that's a, it was a very ingenious idea, and I was happy to uh, to go ahead and let them do that. So they managed to find uh, Professor Galloway's uh, camp, and uh, again, they completely ignored the clue of uh, Katif and his surprise and uh, not wanting to investigate uh, or you know check into him a little bit. Uh, but they did get on his good side. Uh, they you know handled it pretty well as far as uh, wanting to go to the the, the actual site 
where the map says as opposed to um, where Professor Galloway thinks it is, well, where Katif tells Professor Galloway this is where it is. Um, the Byaki attack the first night, um, you know, that's where not having any weapons really sucks because you really can't effectively fight a Byaki with, you know, no weapons at all. Um, yeah, they would if they could have had knives if they'd asked the professor, and they did have the one rifle, but realistically, you know, the, the, by this time the investigators are going to be much more skilled with firearms than they are with hand-to-hand -hand weapons. So, um, you know, okay, I've got NPCs, I can, I can kill them off, and, you know, who says I have to keep track of every single one of the Byakis? Maybe, they, you know, they just fly away. So, you know, I seriously injured a couple characters, and I was actually wondering whether, how, you know, whether I would need to be very careful because of what they were going to find in the tomb. Um, fortunately, that didn't turn out to be uh, too big a problem. Um, when they did find the tomb and go into it, um, you know, the the mummies attack and Katif steals the canopic jar. Um, that that little segment there was okay. Um, you know, it was it was a shame that uh, that Jurgen uh, died in this particular encounter, but he was in the back. He was the closest. It was you know, and it was a good death. Uh, I thought uh, I talked over with the player uh, afterwards, and I said, you know. Uh, you know, I thought it was pretty good, and I, you know, I let the fire continue. The mummy, the mummy really doesn't care that it's on fire, uh, so I figured, well, it's just going to ignore it, and I just, and I let the player continue to roll the damage, just so that you know, it wasn't quite so, you know, at least he still had something to do um, for the rest of that session was to roll the fire, fire damage. Um, then they, you know, so they they managed to kill the mummy. I, again, it was pointless to roll to just keep rolling. It was just obvious that they would they would be able to. To, to get rid of the second vampire, uh, excuse me, second mummy. So I just said, okay, fine, you you eventually get it. And, um, you know, Katif is long gone, so they can finally go through and ransack his tent, find all their equipment and their, and their things, and uh, a few more notes. And at this point, I wanted to throw in, I, I knew they were going to head back to Boston, so I wanted to throw in uh, a bit of a, uh, a bit of a curveball, and that was the telegram from uh, Robert Carrington, saying that uh, Dr. Lewis had escaped. And I wanted to do that because I wanted them to kind of think about uh, maybe there are some other forces involved here. I was kind of hoping that wouldn't spur them off to England to try to go find him. But uh, fortunately, they seemed more intent on brewing up a lot of space mead and uh, flying off to Salerno. Um, so uh, that particular chapter... Uh, or that particular uh, episode. Uh, I really liked that. It was a lot of fun to do that. I was a little bit worried that I wouldn't be able to come up with the right visual picture of what happened and whatnot. And so I, I focused a lot on the star vampire and how it was taking them through space and, you know, f being, you know, uh, able to use sort of the modern idea, what we know of, well, what, you know, the, obviously the star vampire is traveling faster than light. It has to. So I'm able to kind of use that idea and, you know, have the one fixed star, the two fixed stars, the one in front, the one behind, and everything else shifting around you. I thought that was really good. Uh, I, I think the players enjoyed that. The actual library itself was, uh, was a hoot. Um, if you listen closely to my descriptions of once they go inside the library, I never, ever actually say, you see above you something. All I say is there's rubble on the floor. It probably fell from a hole in the ceiling. 
or the the actual hole that's there um seeing the you know you see the light a circle of light on the floor it's probably because of you know again probably there's a hole in the ceiling and so it's like i was finally able to zing them with do you look up and they said yes and i said oh great because then i was able to to have the massive yakis up there and um and the professor Went a little bonkers, and fortunately, the rest of them tackled him and, and saved his uh, saved his ass from uh, getting carried away. Um, the notes actually, there's actually a, a terrible inconsistency in the notes. One of them says second gallery right, the other says second gallery left. Um, so I just figure, well, whichever one they believe and whichever one they go to, that clearly that's where they they want to go. So I just figured, fortunately, they chose the right one, second gallery right. So um, I was able to get them to that area. Uh, I loved playing Lab and Shrewsbury. Um, <clears throat> I really liked playing these kind of semi-batty, uh, you know, little touched-in-the-head, insane uh, NPCs because I can focus on what they're saying and kind of wittily turn that around. Uh, that <clears throat> that seems to be a skill I have. And uh, so it, it really gives me this chance to do that kind of repartee. It was the same thing with Sarah Cornwallis, of, where I could focus on the last thing they said and just kind of turn that and twist that around. Um, they seemed to like it too, uh, and um, they decided to follow up on him uh, a little bit later. Uh, I was amused that it took them that they just kept staying in the library. I was I was starting to get worried because I knew the professor's sanity was pretty low, and he was just going, "Okay, every point, every hour, you know, you need to make those sand rolls." And um, the professor got himself down pretty low uh, in sanity before they let uh, came back. Uh, and then at the very end, I was like, well, they just said, well, take me to Boston. And, and I was kind of wondering, well, all right, well, where are they going to, I mean, where are they going to land? Where's the, where's the Star Vampire going to take them? And I was thinking, well, maybe they land in the middle of Boston Green or Boston Common uh, right in the middle of the day. Uh, or maybe it drops them in Boston Harbor and they have to swim. Uh, so I was kind of hoping for a, a few really bad roles where I could... Uh, where I could put them in a little bit of danger or a little bit of an, of an embarrassing situation. Uh, but it all seemed to work out in the end. Okay, so that's it for this uh, uh, instance of the Keeper's Diary. Uh, and uh, next I'll talk about, well, what happened next. So I'll see you then. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.